not really pieces, but like mm-hmm. a salty pretzel-like taste. Interesting. Did you eat the whole pint in one sitting? We're going right now. We're just starting poorly. <laughs> Welcome to Podcasting for the Right Reasons, where ABC shows us Brad's drama. Ooh, and then ABC shows us Brad's drama again, and we give the analysis on both. Because he did it wrong, the world crapped on him, and they brought him back to do it again. Okay, I've got a lot to say about this and the way the world crapped on him, but first of all, I'm Renmartia Crowder. My name is Brendan Hare, and welcome to Podcasting for the Right Reasons, America's favorite Bachelor Nation recap podcast. Oh, 100%. 100%. And the Americans that don't know about it, it's just because they haven't woken up yet. So. I, th- I think we should start opening the podcast by saying America's favorite Bachelor Nation recap podcast uh, done in a smoke room. <gasps> Ooh. Because it's got to be the only one. That would be exciting. Yeah. Let's I mean, no one's. That. That's true. That's true. No one okay. smokes here anymore, but they certainly used to. That, I remember you telling me that. Yeah. It's kind of, it's true. <laughs> if you would have come down here the first time we walked down here, you would have had an asthma attack. I don't even know if you oh have asthma. Oh, my it was... Now it's just like a faint lingering. Yeah, yeah. It's lingering. not bad anymore. Yeah. But, you know, I can't smell it right now because I am still quarantined. So. That's right. Not not by, like, not because I know someone. Because she's had, she has COVID yeah. and the flu. Because I'm, I'm, I'm making choices. I'm you have the choices. bubonic plague. Is that it? I wait, what? You have the bubonic plague? Yes. Yes, that's right. Did you hear about those squirrels that have the plague? No. I heard that there were squirrels in Colorado who had the plague. Yikes. Yeah, so that's that's not great. No, it's not great for the squirrels, and it's not great for Colorado. Jeez. I was really more worried about the impact it could have on people than the squirrels. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of squirrels. I think they'll be okay. I did get really dramatic about the squirrels just now. I really just cared. Like it's just, they're just squirrels. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, people, but the squirrels. The poor squirrels. The squirrel population. Oh, Speaking yeah, of people. Brennan, how are you? How's, how's life? How, how are you holding up in this in this age of corona? Um, I'm doing fine. I got sand volleyball tonight. I went to, the, I went to my wife's great-grandma's house and swam earlier today, so I'm killing it. Oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I took the day off from work, so I literally ate some ice cream. I watched this week's episode of Wham Bam Brad, <laughs> and <laughs> that sounded weird saying that. Um, and uh, yeah, I really just chilled. So, so this is okay. this is not an ad, but it very well could be if Ben and Jerry's wants to say something about it. Have you had their oh. new Have you had their new Netflix Netflix and chilled ice cream? I have not. I need to though. It's I really, really good. Is it good? It's really good. Dang! Isn't it peanut butter? Like it's it peanut, peanut butter, butter ice cream with uh, fudge brownie and uh, salty pretzel. Like, not really pieces, but like mm-hmm. a salty pretzel like taste. Interesting. Did you eat the whole pint in one sitting? We're going right now. We're just starting poorly. <laughs> I don't know if I'll cut that out or not. Eh, don't. It's very <laughs> real. I like it. That's fine. <laughs> but yes, we, uh, as, as my wife has pointed out, we haven't done any Bachelor talk, so let's jump into Brad. Ooh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, Brad Womack. Um, I, let me start off by saying, you know, we always talk about how I'm the one who knows all of the seasons. Like, I'm, I'm like the, the, um. You're a Bachelor Encyclopedia. You're a Bachelor Encyclopedia. Yes. But, okay. So, I have not watched any of Brad's seasons in full. This was the first, like, this was a new, this is fresh new territory for me. So turning this one on, thanks to Hulu, um, I I got to see this for the first time. And so with you, Brennan, like, I, I had no idea what was coming. I didn't know who, what the girls, who the girls he had in the first time he was there. I knew Emily was there, but I, di- well, I didn't know Emily Maynard came from his season. I just knew that she had been on a season and then she became the Bachelorette later on. So gotcha. I okay. literally had no freaking clue what to expect, except for I knew that he didn't. I, I knew the, I knew his choices from the first season. Okay, I didn't know I didn't know his choices, but I knew. Uh, I knew that he didn't pick anybody. 
Yeah, or maybe, yeah, okay, so I'll say that. I didn't know who he had um, narrowed it down to, but I did know that he didn't choose someone, so I knew his first choice, which was himself. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. So, um, okay, so let's let's talk about his first season. Um, so, okay, Brendan, what did what were your thoughts initially? Like girls, girls in this season. Uh, first impression was Brad? first impressions of he's freaking attractive, man. That's a good oh, looking man. Okay, he is very attractive. I'm all about that, Brad. <laughs> I don't see like just going through it unless they had made Tyler see The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. I think he might be the most attractive bachelor. He, like, they, they said he was the sexiest bachelor of all time. He literally, I, I mean, when he walked out the first time, I was like, I think I already knew what he looked like, obviously. You know, he's in Bachelor Nation history. But seeing him and watching him for two hours or so, I was very happy about it. I yeah, did not mind I was at like, all. Man, I was just like, whoa. That's... Attractive. Yeah, that's a good-looking guy. <laughs> I mean, those eyes. Gosh, everything about him. Yes. So, um, yeah, and successful. So it wasn't here. like just attractive and boring, but like uh, attractive and also like successful. Right. I was gonna say very successful. Like what he owned, owned several bars, um, and I like how he gave his family backstory. And and it also this was a time where the bachelors weren't necessarily selected from previous right seasons. so we had they had no idea who they had no idea who brad was when they showed up mm-hmm. yeah and so i did like that and and like we talked about a couple weeks ago with the new bachelor matt maybe that is like kind of kicking it old school where we don't know anything about the new bachelor you know he'll just walk out he'll be there to meet his women and start his dating journey and so that that is kind of a throwback and i do I, I guess I didn't realize that I missed not knowing someone, you know, because yeah. if you know them, it's just like everybody is like, you don't know what to anticipate. Yeah. And so he gets to tell his story about, you know, his family background and how his parents split up. And he said they grew up wealthy and then his parents split up and then they weren't so wealthy. So he kind of knew two different ways of life. His, you know, his dad had left and he didn't see him again for like five years. Yeah, that, that um, was crazy. Yeah, and so, and I thought that was interesting because it really did play a role in who he, like, in shaping him, like, as a person. Um, but, yeah, so I I liked hearing his backstory. Yeah. Like I said, I hadn't watched any of the season, so I didn't know anything about Brad. I definitely think it like. played a part in his decisions. Mm-hmm, yeah. I definitely, definitely did. Um, so, yeah, I thought on Brad, though, man, yeah. Yeah. He was, that is a man, a Southern gentleman, and I am here for it. <laughs> and in terms of the here women, once again, it kind of felt like, kind of felt like Ben's season, where it was a, it was a who's who mm-hmm. of women who would become from both seasons, really. Like the the top, yeah. the top people from both seasons had a lot of lasting impact. Like, I mean, the man dated three bachelor bachelorettes. That's insane. Right. I thought about that. Like, I was like. Wow, I did not realize how many girls came from both of his seasons. And not just um, they dumped all of them at some point. Like, he broke mm-hmm. up with three different bachelorettes. Mm-hmm, yeah. It would have been, well, no, it wouldn't have been four, but there was a fourth girl who was asked. And we'll get to her. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's incredible, though. I think, um, I, side note on her, I think that was a good call for her. Oh, it was, for sure. She was not for going sure. to be good at that. No, I think, um, well, we'll get to her. We'll, yeah. we'll discuss that. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll jump into that first season first, which they covered remarkably quickly. I know there, it was quick for sure, but I thought it was pretty well done. Cause I felt like I got to know who I needed to get to know. Yeah. I mean, it was clearly that, that season. I really did like the way that they put both of his seasons together, you know? Um, I mean, his seasons were clearly like. You can also tell the change in the era of Bachelor Nation from mm-hmm. season to season. The genu- the genuineness and the heartfelt women of season one, and his season one, season 11 overall, and then kind of the more social media focus mm-hmm. of season 15 in terms of the personalities. Yeah, I would I would definitely agree. Um because it did seem and not to say it was superficial, 
but it was the dynamic did shift a little bit. Yeah. Um, what was the time? What was the the time gap between his first bachelor season and the second? Let me check. I pulled up his Wikipedia page so that we could jump to it really quick. Uh, I so season eleven was started on November November nineteenth, two thousand seven. And season 15 was uh, January to March 2011. So four years. Okay. Okay. So he literally, his bachelor journey started when I moved to Hannibal for college. And he picked up when I moved back. <laughs> I <just laughs> That's funny. About that. I was like, wow. So basically be my college career is Brad Womack. And I didn't even watch it. So do we just want to talk about the two girls that really mattered on his first season? Um, yes. Because I can't really remember any of the other girls. I just went through that. the names. We just went, th- I just went through the names list and they covered the season so quickly uh-huh. that there wasn't really time because once they introduced Brad, they didn't really have time to talk about anyone else. Yeah. I think the second season they got more into who was there. Absolutely. So let's talk, like, I, I told this to you before we started, and I want to reiterate it. I don't know how you send either of these two home. Mm-hmm. Both of these two that made it to proposals were both top 10 A-grade wife material. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we had, um, in one corner, we had Jenny. Jenny Croft, according to Wikipedia. And... <laughs> The most trusted source. Always also the quickest source. Wrong. Um, so we had Jenny, and then we had Deanna. Is it Deanna or Deanna? I think they said both, but I think it's Deanna. That's okay, because Brad said Deanna at one point, and I was like, I always thought it was Deanna. Me too. Me too. And so, yeah, and I knew when, her, when the season started, I knew that she would go on to be the Bachelorette. And I remember, wasn't she, she was on a couple weeks ago, too, wasn't she? I think she gave analysis on, uh, I I don't know, was it Ben's season? It was some, but no, Becca. Not Becca. Caitlin. I think she was on during Caitlin's episode. I, she very, she might have been. I don't remember, yeah. but she could have been. Because I, re- I think I remember her talking about being a strong woman in Bachelor Nation. Yeah. Because I remember okay. her, I remember her name. Um, I, yeah, I don't remember whose episode. But I knew that she was one of the Bachelor, Bachelorettes. Um, so it was nice to see where she had started. I, I really liked her. I really liked Jenny too. I, I was kind of surprised that he had fallen so hard for Jenny. Cause when she first got out of the limo and she was kind of talking and then laughing and everything, I was like, Oh, that girl's funny. You know, but I didn't think that she was going to be like a final two. No, and so she didn't, she didn't, she didn't seem I, final I, two I at the moment. The girls that laugh a lot. <laughs> yeah. She didn't seem final two at the moment. No, um, but I thought I thought I saw the instant connection between him and Deanna because she's where where was she from? She, she was obviously Southern. She's Greek. She's Southern. Uh, Noonan, Georgia. Okay, because she had a very a very strong Southern accent. Um, yeah, and she just seems so down to earth. I think both of them did. I thought just this is just my perspective. I thought. I liked Jenny's personality better, but I thought Deanna was prettier. Oh, okay. Yeah, Deanna, like, both of them are so pretty, though. I think yeah, no, are, I mean, it was it was splitting hairs both directions. I thought both girls were great, and I thought both girls were very pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were, they. I think they're both, like, beautiful in a way that's, like, not artificial. And no offense to, like, girls, you know, that um, come on the show and anything, like, on the other season or any of the others, but I think like seeing those two, it was like, oh, okay, like he he obviously likes naturally pretty girls, and so I thought that was nice too. So I was like, oh, he's not well, going to pick. It was. Who's, it's who's, the who's same. Faithful. It's the same comments we were making when we were watching uh, Alex's season. Mm-hmm. Naturally, yeah. like not overly done girls. 
Mm-hmm. But Alex's season, like I said, straight up looked like some like all those people were there for a business convention. Like well, that. yeah, they they got they <laughs> certainly got better as the season as this yeah. years progressed. But it was the same kind of like these girls are all like normal girls. Yeah, normal, pretty, normal. Yeah, and they like they're beautiful. So, but yeah, um, Diana. And Jenny, I think he narrowed it down to two great girls, you know, like, so both of them, you could see his connection with them, too. You know, I mean, I don't know about you, but I could totally see him having picked either one. For sure. And then this is something, as we've discussed in the past, I'm a loser. I have way too much time on my hands, and I listen to a lot of Bachelor podcasts. And there's there's another one, which I'll call them out. They're a good show, Rosecast. Uh, Mm -hmm. They... One of the poor co-hosts watches every season before the goat episodes come out. So the last two weeks he's been... That's that's dedication. He uh, has involved himself deeply in the Bachelor journey of Brad Womack. Wow. Props to him. Yeah. That's that's a lot of Bachelor. But he, he said that he thought it was pretty clear he's, he should have he was going to propose to Deanna because he actually flew her father out to where the finals were being filmed to ask for her hand to ask, ask for her, his permission. That's incredible. I did not know that. So apparently what it sounds like is what his thought was that he, when he walked, woke up that morning and when he sent Jenny home, he was planning to propose to Deanna. Because he so even he, I remember Gianna saying like he told her it's going to be a good day. Yeah, he said tomorrow's going to be a good day. Mm-hmm. So, and I think at the moment his commitment phobia went crazy, and he pulled back. Okay, though, do you think? See, here's where my thoughts on Brad get kind of um, not sketchy. Maybe it's not my thoughts on Brad. Okay, so wait, let's let's go up to the point. Let's go up to the point where he's his proposal point in this beautiful scenery, everything. I mean, both proposals were, were beautiful. Um, but so okay, so he's with Jenny. We saw his connection with her. He loved her her personality, how bubbly she is, how happy she is. You know, we saw their time and their journey together, um, you know, to coin that famous phrase. But um who did you think he had the? Who did you think that he would have picked, or he connected with the most? It's so hard to tell because he they just take what they want out of these seasons mm-hmm. to show you. Yeah, so I, I think uh, he was probably. I think he probably felt the same way that I did. Maybe he connected personality wise a little bit better with Jenny, uh-huh. but maybe it was close enough, and he thought Deanna was just a little bit prettier. And that's why he was leaning that direction because I think that like in that situation for me, I might've made a similar decision where if I'm feeling, if I'm feeling two people similar way and one of them is a nine, the other one's an 8.5, then I'm going to go with a nine. I mean, that's just like, as a guy, that's kind of how your brain thinks. Oh gosh, man. The ranking system. Yeah, we're, No, we're the worst. We're bad people. <laughs> Heard it here first, folks. Guys are bad people. Absolutely, hundred <laughs> um, percent. I think that I, I don't know because I really liked both of them, um, and so and like he said when he went to Deanna's house and they, um, you know, they like he was dancing around with them and they were like this giant Greek family and he was like I felt like you know we were like a married couple at a family reunion you know yeah and so I thought that was sweet and um they like he really liked Deanna's strength and I think her um probably her southern charm too was like what connected with him too. it's the same thing that happened with Emily I think to a mm-hmm. certain extent yeah and so um but I really I did really like him and Jenny together though I thought they were sweet you know they're they're very cute um but so they get to they get to this beautiful proposal moment and the way that Brad handled this situation see i think um when he the way he talked to Jenny you know and was like i'm really sorry you know but basically it's not going to work out i don't remember his exact wording but but yeah uh, that's basically what he said yeah yeah i thought 
that. It was fine. Like, he seems like, and I thought this, like, in his second season, too, I love the way he handled his relationships. Like, he seemed like, to me, at least, and he says that he was having commitment problems, and he said that he, you know, had to work on himself, but, like, the way that he worded things, I just felt like it was so mature. I felt like it was so, it was, it felt like it was direct, you know, and he apologized and just like, I'm sorry, you know, but that's not where I'm at. Um, can I walk you to the car? You know, and she was sad, but I think, um, I thought that he handled it really well. He, he definitely, he definitely did the breakups incredibly well, but I'm thinking it's because the, that he had done that part before in terms of like things had gotten too serious and being a commitment phobe, he was, he was able, he just knew how to let them down easy, even though that they had made a real connection. So you're saying he's like a master breaker upper. Well, because he, he clearly, I mean, being that attractive, he's going to go out on a lot of dates. Man, he's so cute. And he's still cute. Especially being (laughs) that, being that attractive and that successful in a bar scene. Uh huh. Oh, that's true. That's true. And so if, he, if he does have serious commitment issues, then how many girlfriends has he had where he's like, "This is I can't do this. What if they leave, what if they walk out on me too?" So then mm-hmm. he's like, "I'm just gonna break up with them." Mm-hmm. So I he may have he may have done this a bunch of I times. I really think about the fact that he had such experience with breaking up with girls that he's probably like, oh, "I know how to do this, and I know how to do it well." And I'm not so saying that's true, but I'm just saying like that's a possibility in terms of. Because of his self-proclaimed issues, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he may have broken up with a few girls that he really liked. Yeah, because he was scared. Yeah. So, but I, yeah, I just, I really liked the way he handled breakups. Though, like, I felt like, and this is so weird to say, but like, I felt like it was like the best. He was the best um, heartbreaker. Yeah, for sure. Like he just, I felt like he just articulated so well. Here's why. Here's where I'm at. I'm so sorry. I feel this way about you. None um, of them hated him at the end. Right, right. And I just don't think, like, you know, because he wasn't mean. He wasn't He wasn't uh, difficult. I didn't feel like, you know. I kind of went into this also thinking that he was going to, like, I was going to look at this and be like, oh, gosh, this is where Brad messed up. Um, spoiler alert, I didn't. I really didn't. I, I really don't think. Like he, he did his own thing. I don't think he messed up, but he definitely, I think where he turned the corner from possibly going from a fantastic bachelor Mm -hmm. and a probably successful relationship was the evident panic attack when Mm -hmm. he was about to propose to Deanna, which he clearly had when he's like, he's like stretching out his jet, his suit shirt because he's trying to breathe and he's taking Uh a walk. I think that's where it turned from. I'm going to propose to her to, I can't, I got to let her go. See, I thought that he, I thought that he knew that he was going to let her go. Like, I think he knew. Like, he, I don't know. And then he was on the, after the final rose. Well, okay. So we'll talk about Deanna. Let's, let's rewind because, so we, like, he broke up with Jenny, which Jenny, I felt bad about because the way, like her reaction. And then she was like, well, I told you how I felt and now I'm embarrassed. Yeah. Uh, and that was so real, too, because, like, anybody who has lived any life knows that, like, you do put your heart out there, you know? And if somebody doesn't necessarily reciprocate those feelings, then it is sad, you know? And you do feel a little, a little, I guess, that like, that sense of rejection. And it is a rejection, you know, whether, like, he can make it all, make it sound all nice and everything. But it is what it is. Yeah. The day, it was rejection. Um, but, I, you know, I really did feel for her because she did tell him that she was falling in love with him you know and yeah. it was it was sweet and he he seemed to be falling in love with her too i do believe that um but yeah so he let her go and like i said i thought he handled it i thought he handled it great so when he when diana got there did you think that that was did you think he was gonna propose did you is that the vibe i did yeah like? i th- i think that I knew he wouldn't because I knew enough. Right. But watching live, I would have thought, okay, he's he's chosen Deanna. Uh-huh. And this is going to be where their story starts. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I did think about that. And like later, Jenny said too that she had actually felt a sense of relief that if it wasn't her, it was Deanna. And she, you know, and I like the fact that they had that mutual respect for each other that they were like, you know, if it's not me, it's good, it's her. You know, she's yeah. excited to go to their wedding and I mean, she's happy for them. Um, and so I, I don't know though. I, when he started, when he kind of freaked out, like he said, the panic attack. I thought it was because he knew that he was like, um, I need to break up with her and this is going to be weird. Like, but I need to get out of this. I don't know because he didn't act that way any other time. Even when he broke up with uh, the runner up from from his other season. Mm-hmm. I, I really feel like he was going to propose. He was scared and he panicked, had a literal panic attack. Uh-huh. And decided he couldn't do it. Hmm. Yeah, because I like when I saw him do it. Like I, that's how. Okay, so real talk. That's how I have gotten it. And I do. I don't know if I've mentioned this in the past, but I do have my own commitment issues. So I relate to Brad. Okay, past Brad maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, but watching him, I was like, I get that because. I get all weird when I know that I have to end it with a guy or I get all weird when I have to be like, I'm, I don't want to date you, even though there's nothing wrong with you, you know? Right. So when I saw him go through that, I was like, yeah, that's how it feels. You just need to cut and run. You need to go. Yeah. But like, I didn't think it, I didn't think of it in terms of like his fear of commitment. I thought it was because he was like, I'm not really feeling it. Like I'm not. And like he said on the, after the final rose, he was like, I don't know why I didn't have those butterflies. I don't know why, you know, he's like, I couldn't tell you. And I was thinking, though, I'm like, Brad, you didn't feel it with either one of those girls. So you couldn't tell them something that they, you know, you couldn't tell them something that wasn't true. So to me, I was like, this is a guy who didn't, who honestly didn't pick from either of the girls that he had narrowed it down to because he honestly didn't love either one of them. Yeah. That very well could be. I, I mean, we. I mean, obviously, we dis. We don't disagree. It's just a we're we're tr- we're doing our best to dissect someone's brain, and we're coming up with different different yeah. opinions. So I I but sure. I definitely think that what you're saying also makes sense. Yeah, because I think that like the way the world beat him up afterwards, and when he goes into his introduction for the second season, and he's talking about how. You know, he hit a low point and he beat himself up about it. He didn't know why he didn't pick either one of those girls, yada, yada, yada. Like, I was like, I literally was like yelling at my TV. And I was like, Brad, you didn't pick them because you didn't love them. Like, why? It's okay. Like, to me, I was like, you made the right choice. Like, you didn't But you I didn't think end up with somebody that you didn't love. But I feel like this was still a part of the show, a time in the show's history, where if he had said, I can't propose but I would mm-hmm. love to still be with you. I think that would have been acceptable. Yeah, it would have been acceptable, but like I, I think that it was the time of the show where they were like, you have to propose. Because even like for, with freaking Juan Pablo, like I remember, and I, Juan Pablo, he was ridiculous, yes. But I remember the way that he functioned was that I think I don't think he even told his girl that, that he loved her. Like, he was like, I want to see where this goes. And everybody, I remember Chris Harrison trying to make him say he loved her. <laughs> he like, tried to make him say it. And Juan Paul was like, nope. I'm so, I'm so <laughs> excited. I, I might have to just buy his season because it sounds like oh a train wreck. It's so great. It's so great. Because that was, the, his after the final rose was my lead in to Andy's season. And like I said, Andy's season, Andy's season doesn't, is on Hulu now. So you can catch it and you can watch all of it. I hope that they highlight her season in the greatest of all time so that you can see the snapshot. But if you can't, you can watch the whole thing on Hulu because it is available now. And I know they're going to give us Juan Pablo season, obviously, but it's going to be about Claire, not Juan Pablo. So I might have to find Juan Pablo season because I know it was a train wreck and he was a gross person. Yeah. But like I, I, the one thing I admired about Juan Pablo was that he did not, he was not being pushed into a corner. He was like, baby, he was like, nobody's going to put me in a corner. (laughs) Like, he was not going to do something that he didn't want to do, and that's fine. Like, to me, I'm like, I would rather somebody be real and not say I love you and not propose as opposed to do it for fake because they think that that's what I want to see to be entertained. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. And so that's why when Brad didn't pick somebody, I was like, I guess I, I feel like I'm the only person that watched this, but I was like, good for you, Brad. 
you know, and like I said, it might also stem from my uh, my commitment issues that I have dealt with. <laughs> but I was like, good for you, Brad. You didn't you didn't pick anybody. Don't make don't let them make you do it. But like, I think that the franchise. This was a time in the franchise that they were like, you didn't propose. You have to propose. You have to pick somebody. Like, what if you don't love any of the people that are in your season? Yeah, you know. Like, and so I think that that, to me, that is what I, I was like, well, if he didn't love either one of them, then don't go for it. And it's scary and it's embarrassing for sure. Um, you know, you feel like you, you feel obligated to pick someone, but Hey, he got to be the bachelor again because, because of the quote unquote mistake he made, you know, and they definitely was all about like making what did he say about um he said something about how we didn't think that you know you didn't think that he could go wrong or choose the wrong one make the wrong decision but he did and i was like how is that the wrong decision he made the right decision for himself at that time and but at the same time i think he would have been very happy with both of those girls it's true it's true but you know like like i I said i think that they were both wife material and i think they both had at least at the at that point, the connection I think that would have been necessary to at least have a longer term relationship. So, but I think he could have. I think he could have had a couple, a good, a good couple of years with both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I do think that. I do agree. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I like. I just thought completely differently, though. And I was kind of frustrated when they were just making such a big deal out of how he didn't, how he didn't pick somebody, and they just yeah. made him feel bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they talked to they talked to Deanna and they talked to Jenny, and it was good to see them happy now. And you know, um, Deanna obviously became the Bachelorette, um, and she married her guy that she met on the show, didn't she? I wouldn't be surprised because they seem to always. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So she she did marry the guy that she picked, um, and so I thought that was cool, and I thought that it was it was nice to hear from Jenny too. Um, yeah, so that was good. But yeah, so then we go into Brad's second season. Um, what did you think about the girls' reactions when they found out he was the Bachelor again? What do you think about his choice to be the Bachelor again? I think it was interesting, but I think he needed it to for himself. Mm-hmm. To be able to resurrect his uh, his image in Bachelor Nation, yeah, because it kind of yeah. it was kind of like how it took Nick doing a lot of stuff to resurrect his uh, his time on Andy's season. He mm-hmm. Brad needed to do this to fix what he did and what he supposedly did in his first attempt. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's true because that is the only thing by him becoming the bachelor. That was the only thing that saved him in bachelor nation in my eyes, at least I, that redeemed him is him being the bachelor, which I did not want him to freaking be the bachelor anyway. But then I watched his whole season, you know, I started to hate watching it and then I was <laughs> like, okay, all right, he's fine. Um, but it took him a lot of chances. So yeah. So, yeah. So I, I thought the girls, other than the weird slap at the very beginning. Oh, yeah. Which I was like, I mean, you can make a name for yourself here, but I'm not really sure how if that's going to affect anything. Well, clearly it did, because she was the final two. I, I don't know if that was a difference maker. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. I, def- I definitely thought the girls came in with very valid questions, very valid concerns, seeing that it was him again. And yeah. He stood in there and he took his licks and he took took his punches and then he explained to them all that, yeah, I was that guy, but I'm not that guy anymore. I've made a lot of improvements on myself mm-hmm. in order to uh, improve myself. Yeah. And I just thought, I did think it was interesting, though, the way that they reacted and the way that they were like, oh, is he going to do this again? You know, because again, I just took it a different way. Maybe I just gave him more benefit of the doubt than what he deserved. <laughs> you know, maybe he like he really was like, "Hey, I was that guy, and I, I was fear and commitment." And so maybe I'm giving him um, a little bit more leeway than what he 
he should get. But um, again, I was just kind of like, okay, well, let him live. Like, yeah. Now he's here to he's matured. You know, it's a couple years later, and he's wanting to try to find love again. And so I love the fact that Bachelor Nation did this again, though. And yeah. it's probably because they were like, he's so hot. Like, <laughs> you know, like, well, let's just give him another shot. Um, and why not? Because, like I said, it's fine to look at him for sure. I'm not mad about it. I mean, he's uh-huh. certain, he certainly wasn't past his prime. We'll put it that way. Right. No. He was, man, he was something. Um, so I think it was interesting, though. Yeah, the girls that came out of this season, um, there were at least, Four, four of these girls uh, made an impact because we had Michelle Money. Um, yes. <laughs> she was a hoot, man. Yeah, what did you think of her? She was fantastic. <laughs> I love that they were like, oh, well, you kind of paved the way for uh, girls to be more bold, you know? Um, yeah, she... What was it he said that she, he liked, he liked her and they had a connection, but then she was mad at him for keeping people around. <laughs> that girl, I, I just, I thought she was crazy and I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> like she just, I don't know. It, it was very interesting. And I remember like, I didn't know Michelle money from this season. I only know her from bachelor in paradise. So, um, she was on the island and I did like her on the island. I can't remember who she dated on the island for a bit. Um, but I do remember liking her then. Um, but yeah, it was, it was interesting to see her bachelor nation origin story, if yeah. you will. Cause she definitely, um, she definitely like, there was definitely some vibes of, uh, like puppet string master. Like, <laughs> Like she felt so confident that that she was going to win, that she uh-huh. started getting rid of people that she saw as fake. Yeah, like that was, like you said, they started off strong and then it kind of got weird. Yeah, <laughs> and you could tell with him when they were outside talking, he was kind of like, "What?" He, I think he started <laughs> to become a little afraid of her. Uh huh. Yeah. But And so I thought that was interesting that, you know, we're kind of like, ooh, Michelle, all right. But Chris Harrison spun it and made it seem like, oh, wow, well, you're so, you were so bold and you gave, like, you basically gave permission for other girls in the future to become bold and empowering. And I was like, I don't, I mean, hers was a different kind of bold and empowering. Yeah, hers was a creepy bold and empowering. Like, I was like, I don't know if I'd want to. If I'd want to uh, to be like that, I'd like to obviously speak my mind and hopefully you know stand my ground. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be weird about it. If she was a little I don't know I don't know about Michelle Money, <laughs> but um so she went home and then but... we t- and then they talked about and talked to Ashley, mm-hmm. who yeah. was if you had given me a list of these women, mm-hmm. I would not. I didn't even know that she, I didn't even na- recognize the name as a bachelorette. I honestly didn't either. Like when he said, Ashley went on to become the bachelorette. I was like, wait, what? And then I, I had remembered later on though, from other after the rose, um, and, uh, like other specials that I recognized her husband. I recognized her husband more than I did her. <laughs> it was interesting. Like I, uh, Nick had him on his uh-huh. podcast. Really? And I looked him up and just like, it must have been personal because he was like he's not a particularly attractive guy. Like he's cute, yeah, he's cute. He's like normal guy, cute. He's no Brad Womack though. I guess that's probably <laughs> unfair because I was comparing him to Brad. <laughs> I know, I know. That's the thing. Could you imagine Ashley's perspective? Like Brad Womack is not normal guy attractive. Could you imagine Ashley like in a moment of weakness, like if she was like you know not out of it a little bit? She's like, I could have had Brad, and I ended up with JP. Oh gosh, that would be terrible. Like he said, he didn't watch it though. He didn't watch any of her season. He saw a little bit of it on YouTube, but he has not watched it. And even when she was talking about it, he was like, Oh gosh, great. <laughs> what did you think of his? Uh, I didn't really watch their interview because I had see- heard him on next, so I'd already talked to him uh, basically. Oh, gotcha. mm-hmm. So how much did they talk about his health scare? They only briefly mention it at the very end. He, Chris had said, um, he asked him how he was doing, and then he just said, well, you scared us, 
you gave us a scare. We're glad to hear that you're doing well. They didn't, they didn't dwell in it at all. So it could have been something like edited out that maybe they did talk about it a bit more, but then they only dropped it in at the end because then I Googled it afterwards and I remember hearing about it. Um, and I had totally forgotten about it. So it sounded scary. Um, yeah, it was, it's like a rare neurological issue. I think it was, was that it or, um, yeah, because like, Basically, all of a sudden, he just, like, stopped being able to use his arms and his legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just And so, um, I crazy. think it's something with a... That's terrifying. Yeah. Like, he, like yeah. he's... He realized that picking up pizza from his for his kids on the way home, and then the next mm-hmm. day, he couldn't get out of bed and couldn't tie his shoes. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, yeah, when I read about that, I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Whenever I read anything like that, real life or, like, just on WebMD, I'm like, oh, my gosh, what if it happens to me? <laughs> <laughs> like, immediately, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is a real thing, you know? And something about the immune system attacking the uh, his nervous system, I think, or I forgot what it's called exactly, but um, you guys can find it. Um, like, it's, you know, obviously accessible on the Internet. You can find, like, read articles about it, but... Yeah, that's super scary, but he's he's apparently going to be okay, and it wasn't his symptoms aren't going to get worse. Um, but that was back in December, I think it was. Yeah, it was, it was very. That's that's really crazy, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, but yeah, they only briefly mentioned it at the end. So when I looked more into it, I was like, oh wow, that's an interesting thing to just throw in at the end. Yeah. Oh, it scared us. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but yeah, so Ashley though. Uh, what did you think about his connection with Ashley? Uh, I mean, they, they, I mean, they clearly like they had a, a connection. They mm-hmm. seemed sweet, but I definitely felt like it was just somebody that, you know, he couldn't keep everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. She, she just like felt, said, he really did like her. Yeah. He really she like just felt victim to the numbers game. Eventually he had to get down to one and she wasn't going to be the one. Yeah. And like you said, like when he was asking her about the focus, because they, I mean, they had like a good start off. Like he was telling her things that he hadn't told like a lot of people, you know, he felt connected with her because of the family issues. And then um, I liked her dress at the carnival. I thought yeah. that was super cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think that I, I found her, I actually did find her really relatable because like when she was talking about, you know, just being very career oriented and like wanting to strive to do her best, you know, and and he was like, okay, I was like, I was like you, you know, I was like you a few years ago, if you 10 years ago, you know, yeah. that's and then where I was at. Back to, back to the Rosecast, the guy who watched the whole season kind of felt like they were just in different stages of where they were. Yeah. She was, like she it. was preparing for her career. He was settled in his career and ready to make changes, family family oriented changes, and I think that's why he felt a deeper connection with Emily, who has was already, I mean, already at that point had a daughter. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, I definitely think that it was different stages in their lives for sure. Because when he asked her. You know, we haven't really talked about where I would fit in in your life or how our lives would mesh together, you know. Um, and so I thought that was interesting that they had discussed so much, but it wasn't really about how the puzzle pieces fit. And that's definitely something that you want to discuss with your future partner. Yeah, for sure. Can we talk about the fact that when he started this season, he was 38? I Okay, I was going to ask you because I could not and remember the- how and the top five women were 24, 28, 26, 25, and Michelle was the quote-unquote oldest of the top five at 30. Wow. Emily was 24. So he's in completely different. He's in a completely different place. I mean, if it wasn't for Emily's daughter, he'd probably be in a totally different stage of life than Emily. But because Emily 38, had... 38? Emily was 24. Yeah. Wow. That's like, see, yeah, that, and that's what is interesting is the fact that like that he's probably the oldest bachelor since probably. And the oldest woman on the show was, uh, Melissa Schreiber at 32. And during his season? Yeah. Wow. 
See, yeah, I think that's so interesting because nobody made a big deal out about about him. I'm assuming, at least. Like, I don't want to say because I don't remember when he was on. That was during my my dark period that I was not watching the show. But um, I think that nobody makes a makes a lot of noise about men being older. But when a woman is 38, or how old is Claire? Is she 38? 30 and 39, yeah. So when a woman is older, though, it's like all the rage, it's all the, you know, it's historic, she's the oldest woman, you know, but if a guy's 38, it's like, okay, he's 38, so what? Right. And so I think that is very interesting, um, and that does show, hopefully, how the show is shifting a bit, um, but yeah, right now, in recent times, everybody's been so young, and so we've gotten so many young people that uh pilot pete season if that didn't show us though that was just proof right there <laughs> yeah but yeah i did not realize he was 38 though man i didn't realize it either because i'm just like he was definitely older than obviously than the other women mm-hmm. and i looked up and said yeah 38 that's which is just incredible and i guess i didn't think about that because when i looked him up and i was i was just looking further into him that he's um Oh, how old is he now? Is he 40? He's 47 years old. So, yeah. 38. Man. Yeah, I did not realize that. So, but that, that, like, that just reiterates the fact that Ashley, I don't know how old she was when she was on there, when she was in her 20s, right? Ashley was 26 in this season, so probably 27 on her season. See? So, and like I said, Emily was 24, yeah. And so that's what's incredible is I'm like, what? Wow. That is just, yeah. Those, yeah. That's, those are two different places in life. But, man. Her, so her and Allie Travis were tied. Her, Allie Travis, and Lisa Morrissey were all tied for the youngest at 24. Man. Man. So, and she's so young to have, um, have a five-year-old then yeah so she was 19 when she was born yeah because her daughter's 15 now yeah and that didn't occur to me until she was talking about it that i was like oh wow yeah like (laughs) you know and she knows herself better now and because of that like yeah Um, but we'll get we'll get to a little bit more about her yeah do you want to talk about chantelle first uh yes yes so chantelle what did you think about her uh sweet but like emotionally not unstable is not the right word but definitely volatile in terms of really? they were definitely like i guess in terms of her like how she felt unstable and like how she felt about the relationship was it because she cried i just felt no no i like yes <laughs> yes and no i felt like she like she was always very concerned about where she stood yeah, that's true. She was she was um, a that's, bit worried about it. That's yeah. what I was poorly trying to say. <laughs> I was like, it's because she cried because she showed emotion that you're like she's unstable. No, un- unstable was the wrong word. Like she kidding. like she felt. Her, okay, let me rephrase it. She felt like her relationship was unstable, mm-hmm. which yeah. I feel because like in she that situation. About, yeah, she said it was hard for her to see. Um, it was hard for her to to see him having special moments with other girls. Yeah, which would be really hard for me to be, which would be really hard for me to be in the same situation. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, this is this is more than anything. uh, Can you stand the pressure of the show bearing down on you more than anything else? Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, and that I don't know how I would hold up. I really don't. I consider myself a stable person. <laughs> I don't know how I would hold up watching the guy that I'm falling in love with date like 24 other women. Yeah, I mean it's that's that's a really weird situation. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. So, um but I I thought that Ch- Chantel was interesting because I I didn't at least I didn't connect with her as much as I did watching the other girls from the previous season. Yeah, for sure. I there was definitely connections that I made with these girls, but like it wasn't it wasn't the same. Right, right. No, it was even it, even really to a certain extent even Emily. Yeah, I didn't I didn't find myself connecting with the fan favorite Emily either. Like I knew that Emily was a big deal in Bachelor Nation world, especially a few years ago, 
But I watching her, I was like, okay, that's nice. That's sweet. She seems nice. But I didn't, I didn't like, I just wasn't as like enthralled with her. I think, I think her enthrallment was story driven because what she said was probably the most heartbreaking thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, that was really, yeah, that was a really hard story to hear. Like, holy crap. Like we, like, I I mean, I got hit by a car. Like I've been through stuff, but like, that's something Mm -hmm. else. To like lose your fiance, was it her fiance, right? Yeah. To lose yeah, your fiance, fiance and then in the same week you lost your fiance, realize you're pregnant with his child. Gosh. That's a lifetime movie, I feel like. Especially if you like skip from that to like and then you have them grow up up grow up a little bit and then they have her go on the show. That would be a great movie. And then yeah. go and go. I think go, she wrote a book. I think she wrote a book about it. And um, then turn it into like a now look at her now, where okay. she's a big name and a huge like she's an entrepreneur now. She has her like she does her own stuff. I'm just like that's that's an incredible story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, her book was called "I Said Yes: My Story of Heartbreak, Redemption, and True Love," and I think she's a Christian. Um, cause I remember, yeah, she's a Christian and I know that she, she wrote this book and I remember some friends of mine reading it and they were like, oh my goodness, I love Emily Maynard. And I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but like, I remember her being a big deal at, like among friends of mine that were watching the show at that time. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. And so I think that her story definitely, it was interesting definitely one worth like hearing and telling you know um but yeah that was devastating though when I heard that I was like what like what are the odds that someone and people have heartbreaking things happen to them all the time but just hearing someone tell a story like that I'm just like wow man and like he he didn't know that she had a daughter before that date which is I, which I was confused by at first, and then I heard her explanation. Just like that makes so much sense to uh-huh. want yeah. him to know her before he knows her. Mm-hmm. Like there's and so much yeah. more to her than heartbreak and a daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that um, I thought it was sweet that he got to meet her after so after their date. They had a they had a really it was a really sweet time. I think he really did did like her um, her southern belle ness <laughs> because he's a southern gentleman. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I think that that was definitely. I know you and I were talking before the show um, that it was something that he probably fell for um, and what he connected with. And I think the same for Deanna when she was on his first season. Um, so I think that was yeah. He seemed to be very very into Emily once she. Once she told him her story, I think that's when he was like, okay, I'm all in with this girl. For sure. Yeah, there was definitely definitely something different, something about her that drew him into uh, a deeper connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I, like I said, though, I, I thought it was sweet, but yeah. I didn't really feel the sparks with them no. as much. It just seemed like it just grew into something that he was like, this is what I should want. This is what I do want. You know, this is what a a nice life looks like. Yeah. And I think he felt more strongly about her and he knew he couldn't say no to everyone a second time. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, yeah. So I, I definitely think that he was all in. That made sense. uh, Given where he was at in his life. And that was kind of a ready made family. Yeah. That's a, that sounds terrible, but you know, I'm not saying that that's exactly what he's looking for, but I think that that was like, okay, this is the point in my life where I'm at. Um, I want a wife, I want a kid, you know, she already has a kid. She seems so nice. She's so kind, so gentle. So, okay, this is it. Yeah, but it was, it was definitely, uh, definitely, uh, a different connection, but I just, I I did I, I didn't not like Chantel. She seemed great. Yeah, she she did seem great. She seemed fun for sure. Um, 
but I just, she wasn't, to me, she wasn't as memorable either. Like, I just, I don't know. So, but I think, so when he finally narrowed it down um, to her and Chantel, to Emily and Chantel, um, again, the way that he handled his breakup with Chantel, I thought that was, it was very, he just did it in a very mature way, you know? Um, and she was sad that he, obviously, like her, her face, though, it did make me really sad when he was saying, but, you know, and then she was just crushed, you could tell. Yeah. Um, because she had let her guard down and because she did, she had fallen in love with him and she yeah. told him. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that he asked her when she had told him a couple, I guess a couple weeks before that, he was like, what do you, what makes you say that? You know? And he's like, if you don't mind me asking. And even that, the way he asked that, I was like, he's so mature. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was just like, I mean, I would think so. He's 38 at that point. Yeah. But he's like, what makes you say that? You know, if you don't mind me asking, what makes you say that you love me? And she, she kind of had to explain herself, you know, and say that it was, she had kind of entered into that sacrificial, sacrificial, um, place of like, she wanted to see him happy. And so that was her, right? I'm not confusing her. No, again. no, you're good. Okay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I thought that was okay. Um, but yeah, and so I thought that was, I thought that was a good way. Again, I, I guess I find that kind of relatable too because I've had like a guy tell me that he likes me and then I'm like, what? why? <laughs> <laughs> and so, I don't know. It's just a question that comes out sometimes. So when I heard that, I was like, yeah, sometimes you just want to know why that person is like, hey, I'm really into you. He was like, why? What makes you say that? Why? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so I thought that he definitely handled it um, very maturely. I really like his breakup execution. I do. Yeah. His breakup game is strong. <laughs> <laughs> so something interesting that I heard about there after the final rose. Uh, basically what I heard was that I don't know if they covered this in the thing because I didn't, I, for whatever reason I stopped watching with like 15 minutes left and I just, didn't finish it i'm just not realizing that i never actually finished the episode wait you didn't finish the episode i thought i did and then i remember i'm like thinking back i'm just like i don't remember them talking to him again or her what so now i'm just realizing that i didn't i don't think i finished the episode that's hilarious well i did so i can carry us through okay well did they talk about the after the final rose at all uh no okay well this is so okay um, well, okay, let's talk about Emily and what happened there, and then we can go to the final rose. Um, so with Emily, um, so he breaks up with Chantel, and then Emily, he tells her in this beautiful way that he, it's her, it's always, it's it's been her, basically, he wanted to tell her that he loves her, he wants to spend his life with her, um, she's the one. And so when I was watching that, though, I really felt like she was the one, and I knew yeah. that he didn't end up with her. But I was like, "Oh, this is so romantic! Like she is the one. Like he wants her." I'm, I'm just gonna say, I'm legit surprised that they're not still together. I know. Like that it's was a couple so just watching that and just like they're gonna. If there was going to be another Sean and Catherine situation where there was a bachelor that actually did what he needed to do, then I thought there was going to be them. It was so sweet. And so, like, and he, I felt like when he was saying it, he really meant it. You know, watching him say it, like, I really did feel like he meant it. And so when Chris comes on later on and is like, obviously, you know, it didn't work out. Emily was the next, or she was one of the next Bachelorettes. I don't remember if it was, like, the next season, but um she was one of the next bachelorettes and she didn't find love on her season, but she's now married and she has four kids. Yeah. Um, a guy that she met at church. And so they're, they're together. They're very happy. Her kids are freaking adorable. And the little girl that she had on Brad season is now 15 years old. And so it was very, it was very cool to see. Um, it was very cool to see like where she ended up. Um, and so I know like a lot of people really love Emily Maynard. So that was great. Um, and then they talked to Brad, um, and 
so here's the in-between, okay? Um, so they ask Emily if she had talked to him, and she said that he reached out after she'd gotten married and told her congratulations. Um, they had their, – their breakup wasn't necessarily – like, I think they just realized that they were in two different places and that they wanted different things. And she said that it just wasn't fun anymore after the show. It just wasn't fun. And so I was glad that they were, she was honest about that. Um, but what happened with after the final rose? Cause they didn't, they didn't dive into that. Well, once again, this other podcast, cause they give you, they give you a lot more information because they actually <laughs> watch the whole thing. So they give you stuff that the, this best season ever recap doesn't give you mm-hmm. when they came apparently at the start of the after the final rose when they brought emily out she wasn't wearing the ring it had been rumored that they had broken up already and basically what she said happened was each monday because they were still separate because they were still couldn't mm-hmm. be together each monday she would watch the episode and just get angry at what he told the other women and call him and chew him out Really? Over what? And then they would just argue every Monday about what he did that week. Oh, wow. Like what he would say to the other women. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And so every Monday during the during the airing of the season, they would argue. Okay, so I wonder if that's what... Because she did say during her interview that she was like, I do take responsibility. I do take a, a bit of responsibility in our breakup. And she didn't elaborate, but she was like, I was 24, you know, I'm now 34. I'm in a different place in my life. Like, I think she was basically saying that she knows herself better. um, And she's at a place in her life where she could have a long relationship, you know, and they tried, but it didn't work out. And so I think I think that that might be without her elaborating. That must be what she meant then that she was because she said I take responsibility uh, and part of why it didn't work out. And I think it's a lot lot easier to understand his position a few years later when she becomes the lead. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because she's able to understand that he has to, while he may, he may have been in love with her from the minute he saw her, Mm -hmm. but he can't say that. Right. He has to be, he has to make a show. Mm -hmm. So she learns that even though she might've had strong feelings for certain people, or even just one person from the very beginning, she has to play the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that, so when they talked to Brad afterwards, they ended the show with his interview, and it was very good to see him. He's got a quarantine beard and everything. It's yeah. super attractive Um, But he, he said it was hard. He said it was hard after the season. It was hard. He said they had a brutal breakup. Yeah. She said that she said that it was uh, it just didn't work out, you know, and it was it wasn't fun anymore. But she didn't say it was brutal. She said that he was very he was very um, kind, kind and, you know, reaching out after she got married and um, and everything. But they hadn't stayed in contact since. And so but he yeah, he said he was like it was a brutal breakup because I fell in love with that girl. He's like and I felt hard for her. I felt fast and I felt hard. And I really did love her. Um, and so, yeah, he said it was it was really hard. It was tough to get over. And he said, and then he told Chris Harrison, and then you guys did me the wonderful thing of getting her to be the Bachelorette. And so every Monday night, all around the nation, they were watching the woman that he was in love with fall in love with someone else. And so he was like, that was not fun. And um, Chris asked him if he had, he had watched it. And he was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> So, but I, I really, I really, really liked the way he just seems still so authentic. That's the impression I got from Brad is that he just seems so real. Um, and that he just admitted, you know, that, yeah, it was hard and yeah, I didn't watch this girl fall in love, you know, again on TV because it sucked. Uh, but the good thing was, is that we got to meet Brad's new girlfriend. He's in love with a girl. I think her name was Jenna. They met at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's really happy and in love. Yeah, he and, seemed it, and that's and really that's really good for him. I'm pr- I'm happy mm-hmm. for him. 
Yeah, I'm very happy for him because he he said he's he's enjoying life. He's enjoying working a lot and hanging out with friends and family and and his his new uh, I think he called her his his lady friend. <laughs> Which anytime I feel like in, in experience, I feel like anytime uh, a guy calls out, I don't know, maybe you can say this. Like anytime I feel like guys say lady, it's usually insinuating that that's the one that they have feelings for. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, is that true? I, I mean, I feel that way. I think people do that in general, yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like they if it's a girl, they're just like, oh, that girl over there, blah, blah, blah. But if they're like, the lady, that's the girl, that's the woman or lady that they like. Yeah. And I think <laughs> so, so, too, in general. Yeah. 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 It, it, so it, it gives cute. a different connotation. Yeah. And so it was cute the way he was like, this is my lady friend, Jenna. Um, so... But uh, yeah, so I all all ended happily for Brad Womack after these two seasons, and um, it was just something. Man, that guy went through a roller coaster with Bachelor Nation. And Chris Harrison asked him; he was like, "In all seriousness, would you be our bachelor for a third time?" And his answer was, "I don't think you're being serious." And no, <laughs> I would not. So I thought that was hilarious. But then he was like, and I wouldn't because I have a girlfriend. So. And I I don't think, I'm not sure what the, uh, what the appetite would be for another season. I don't know. He's so good looking. I I don't know, but it's true. It's true. I don't think that you can do that a third time and it still be, oh, this is exciting. Let's try to watch this guy fall in love again. Right. So no, I don't think it would be there. But he's—it was good to see him, though. It's good to see him. It is good to see him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that concludes our saga. Um, a recap on the saga of Brad Womack. Absolutely. Uh, we once again next week they're taking off. I don't know what they're doing, but they're doing something. So in two yeah, weeks, I'm like, what is? What are all these breaks? We had a break last week. We got a break this upcoming week. Like goodness. I don't know, but in two weeks on August sixth, uh, August third will be we will be watching Ali Fedotowski Mano's season. Mm-hmm. I have not seen this season either. So this will be I, an, this will be another fun episode for both of us. Yes, this would be very fun because I only know Ali. From Entertainment Tonight and from her brief stint as Rachel's co-host on The Bachelor Happy Hour. <laughs> so. So, yeah. So, I, I'm it'll, I'm looking forward to this one, too. So, we'll see. We'll see. So, yeah. Brendan, you got anything else to add? Uh, not a whole lot. Follow us on Instagram at Podcasting for the Right Reasons. Follow mm-hmm. us on Twitter at Right Reasons Pod. Rate, review, and subscribe. And I think that's it. Yep. That's all we got for you this week, guys. It's been real. It's been fun. Yes. So we will be, (laughs) we will see you in two weeks. Have a good week, everybody. Bye.